It's Life with Jerry Williams, the podcast. It's a weekly podcast, comes out every Monday. I'm Jerry Williams. On this podcast, I just share life, things that are on my mind, things that are on my heart, sometimes things that are in the news, things that are just getting under my skin. I haven't done that for a while. Things have been actually pretty calm. Today, I share with you a conversation with a dear, dear friend of mine I've known for years and years, work with him very closely, love this guy. His name is Rob Langer, and we're going to find out about the man, the legend, the myth. We're going to learn about, and I'm going to actually learn a couple of things that that, uh, I didn't know about Rob Langer. Rob and I both uh, have been in media for quite some time, longer than either one of us wants to admit, but I think Rob's going to let some of that information slip as we talk with Rob Langer, and that is coming up on this episode of Life with Jerry Williams. I have a very special guest today, a good friend. Our lives and careers have followed similar trajectories, I think. Mm-hmm. Rob Langer. Thank you. I'm glad to be here, Jerry. <laughs> it's wonderful to have you. Let me tell you, Rob, I love you, man. I, I, and I mean that. I really mean that. From the bottom of my heart, I, I can't think of a, a, a sweeter, nicer, selfless person than Rob Langer. Uh, and even just the little things, you know, coming in the morning and there the coffee is on. <laughs> And it's Rob. And do you are you still are you still on decaf or if you, if you? No, I mean I, I do most uh, mostly regular at my okay. age now. It's hard to be awake at four in the morning, so I need I need to put some caffeine in there. Yeah, he's just a tremendous guy. And if you know him at all, you to know Rob is to love Rob. Now we both grew up in the Northeast. Mm-hmm. I was born in Pittsburgh, but moved when I was like three to Jersey and spent the, the most part of my through high school. In Jersey, moved away for a while, and then came back to Long Island, which is where you were. Were you born in Long no, Island? No, actually, I was born in Queens, born okay. in Astoria, and then my parents and I moved out to Long Island in 68. <laughs> yeah, so I was two at the time. So okay. uh, Now you've given us your age. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but you lived on Long Island then until you came to Georgia. Until 2000, yes, when we moved down here. We both uh, have been in radio and media for golly a long long time yeah uh, and you did you start was your career started in radio it, doing it, traffic it no it I, I actually started well i guess you could say i did start in traffic i was a traffic producer oh, okay. um for the number one station on long island walk and that job just happened to come out uh, it was a fluke that i happened to get that position because i was still in college oh wow. at the time when when that happened, I had I had a class assignment when I was going to, to college. I was going to New York Tech and we needed to interview two people whose jobs we would eventually, you know, we'd like to have well, a similar yeah, job. Yeah, yeah. So I happened to have I knew the morning guy at W.A.L.K., Bob Klein. Yeah, he was a, a family friend. And so interviewed him and I interviewed the the program director at Walk as well, Bill Edwards. And. Oh, gosh, maybe about two weeks later, it's 830 in the morning on a Friday. I don't have classes, so I'm home. I'm sleeping. <laughs> in. Phone rings. I pick it up groggy. And, and it's Bill Edwards. And he goes, you know, I just want to say I was so impressed with your questions and, and talking with you. We've got a job open here at Walk. 
And that's how it came <laughs> that's about. Amazing. As a morning pr- uh, the traffic producer. And so that's how I started at Walk and worked my way up. I eventually did overnights there for about a year and a half full time and then started doing traffic in 92. Wow. Yeah. That's something I got I came there in 88. Uh, and was on the island on 95. But I worked at Walk for a short mm-hmm. time, for I think maybe a year or so, doing some weekend stuff. Uh, I remember so, that because I was I, I'm like, Jerry Williams, you know, because I, I was able to listen every so yeah. often to, to... But I was using a different name when I was on Walk. <laughs> right. I don't even remember what I used, something <laughs> wacky. But uh, And then when I found out you were here, I, you came in 2000? Yes, moved down in 2000, yeah. So I, I came here in 98, uh, and when did you start work? Because you were doing, you were still working for traffic. I was still working for traffic, and uh, Nancy and I were at a point where we just—it was hard to live on Long Island, as you well know. Oh, yeah. I mean, the cost of living is outrageous, and we were living in a small one-bedroom converted garage apartment. Oh, golly. In West Sayville, and um, and we had Maddie at the time, so it's three of us yeah. in this small place, and we just needed to find a place to go. And so we were looking at different places. We looked at Philly a little bit. And then I had dear friends of mine that actually grew up across the street from me in North Babylon that moved to Marietta in 82. So I had come down occasionally, you know, to visit with them. So I kind of knew the area. Nancy's dad had moved down here in the mid 90s. Oh, wow. So he was the one that said, you know what? Why don't you guys come down to Atlanta? And start a new, stay with us, and just start a new life. And so that's how that came about. I was fortunate enough to actually work out a transfer because the net traffic network that I worked at was across the country. Mm-hmm. So I was able to work out a transfer going, unfortunately, full-time in New York to part-time in Atlanta. And, uh, you know, within two months, I was back up to full time again. Yeah, so, that's great. you know, it all worked out. But that was it. it was just a change of lifestyle. And I remember the first morning that I was training there, the your the traffic reporter for J93 at the time said, you know, hey, I think, you know, the morning guy here. <laughs> and so that's how we <laughs> reconnected over the ISDN line. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Oh, that was that was something. That yeah, was something. What do you miss most about New York? Outside of the sports teams, I, I you know I miss the diversity. Yeah, because you could go from you know the city life, you know, touring and and doing all the things in New York City, to going out to the East End of Long Island where it's very quiet, and the beaches. We lived ten minutes from from the South Shore, so it was. Well, you were never more than about twenty miles exa- from a from a beach because that's about as as wide as Long Island. Long Island is very long, but it's narrow. Yes. So you get the North Shore and the South Shore. I lived in Sayville, which was very close to where you were in Mm -hmm. West Sayville. Right. And, um, you know, so I missed that. And of course, you know, real... New York pizza. Yeah. I'll never forget the first time we, my family and I had come down to visit our friends in Marietta. My mom actually was the one that placed the order for pizza for all of us. And the, the person on the other end said, do you want regular or whole wheat crust? We're like, whole wheat crust? <laughs> I don't do that. 
And now, of course, we got gluten free and all of that. Oh, golly. Oh, that's not pizza. That's not pizza. So, those are the, some of the things. And, you know, I do miss a lot of my friends there yeah. as well. Yeah. You know, I still have my family there. My dad still lives in the same house wow. from 40 some odd years ago. Golly, that's something. I miss the food too. I miss the delis, mm-hmm. the bakeries. Yes. Just the, like you said, the, the, the diversity, not just of the people and, and the geography, but of just the life, the right. lifestyle. A little faster paced, but that's okay. Yeah. Um, and to be able to get hop on mass transit. Yeah. That was the good thing is that you could take the Long Island Railroad and go out east to the east end or go west into New York City. And well, and even there you could transfer and, and go into Connecticut or go into Jersey. Right. Yeah. You know, that's uh, that's a huge thing. I do miss that, you know, because we when we like to go into Atlanta, you know, we got to drive 30, yeah. 40 minutes to get to College Park and then go from there to into downtown. Oh, see, I don't even, if I'm that far, I'm just going to keep on driving. Well, it's still cheaper to take Marta than it is to <laughs> park, park at Mercedes-Benz Stadium or something like well, that. That's so true. That's, that's true. the way I look at it. That's true. <laughs> what do you uh, not miss at all? Other than maybe the cost of living. <laughs> um I think the busyness, you know, in some ways, the busy, the regular pace there, the experience it once in a while is great, but the the fast paced uh, lifestyle up there, I don't miss that. The traffic, I mean, some people say Atlanta traffic is bad. Long Island is just as bad, and you know uh, that that. It, it was a little tough to get around at times. I think those are the... Yeah. The well, you know, living where we do, we both live in Coweta County, which is technically still Metro Atlanta, but it's the last county. Right. <laughs> <laughs> After you get out of Coweta County, you're no longer in, in Metro Atlanta. So it is a, a more uh, countrified almost. There are yes. parts of Coweta County that were just rolling uh, farmland. Yes, I remember when we do go into Atlanta occasionally, Atlanta proper. I think it was when we, you guys were running the, uh, was it the 4th of July race? The Peachtree Road the Race, The Peachtree yeah. Road Race. The night before, we uh, we all went in and we stayed in a hotel because we, we were doing a prayer thing prior to it. And just walking the streets and being on a street with that many people, there's just an energy there yeah. that you don't get in Coweta County. Right. Or a lot of other places in the world. And I... And I my wife doesn't like that at all. She doesn't miss that at all. But yeah. I still I still miss that to some degree. I don't know if I could take it every day, but it's nice to be able to be that close to a big city like Atlanta mm-hmm. and be able to uh, experience that on occasion when you want to, I guess. Yeah. Which is also kind of cool about being out on the island. While it's still busy and it's still crowded, there are you know, how many millions of people in each of the counties on Long Island. It's still not the city. Right. Absolutely. You still had that that small town feel in some places when you went to downtown Sayville yeah. or even out, you know, some of the towns on the east end of Long Island. You got that downtown feel like you would in Noonan or or, you know, going to, uh, you know, downtown uh, Lawrenceville or Sonoy or, you know, something like that. Yeah. yeah. Now, you also have in the past few years served a number of churches as a worship leader. Yes. How did you get into that? Oh, my that uh, that started years ago up on Long Island. Oh, real? I yes. didn't realize that. Yes, I was involved w- in music at the church I was going to on Long Island. I grew up Catholic, so I was very involved with the folk mass at the time, oh, yeah, playing guitar, yeah. and which you know, back in the seventies, early eighties, <laughs> the guitar. Oh my goodness, you know. <laughs> yes, I remember. So that's how that started, and grew to actually become a uh, music minister at another church in the Blue Point area, and then 
when I moved down here, we we found a church home when we moved to the Noonan area in 02 and really enjoyed the music there. It was far cry from what I did yeah, yeah. on Long Island in the Catholic Church. As a matter of, it was around the time that I was start doing traffic here. So I really got a feel of the contemporary Christian music mm-hmm. and that really started to speak to my heart and volunteered for the worship team there and moved up from there, became a you know, worship pastor at a couple of churches and back at it again at uh, another church in Noonan. Are you enjoying that? I am, although it's, you know, it's been, been interesting because <laughs> I started at Unity at, uh, March 1st. <laughs> so I got two weeks under my belt and then this whole COVID thing. <laughs> now, are they doing something online? We are doing things so online. So are you a part of that yes. or no? Matter okay. of fact, I'm the one putting it all together. I will do the worship set myself and guitar and then the pastor, Phil Pilgrim, will send me a video of his sermon i have another keyboardist who will send me an instrumental and we i put the whole video service oh, wow. together so i've been doing that and getting my hand in video which i thought i'd never do you never know <laughs> how is it and i may be answering my question is is the biggest challenge the lack of feedback when you're trying to lead worship in an empty room Yes, that that is it. You know, when you're you're up there leading people in a moment, a, a close relationship with Jesus through the music, you know, you see reactions, you see hands oh, up, yeah. you see people really into it. And now I'm just looking at a camera, you know, <laughs> but it's kind of like radio and well, you know, you're really picturing somebody on the other end, the person listening to that and watching it. You're picturing them into the moment. Hopefully they're they're really drawing close to, to God in that time. So you got a little bit of an advantage. In yes. That you're you're no stranger to talking to a bunch of people who aren't really there right. in an empty room. <laughs> a lot of people, they lock up for doing that, Rob. Us, they pay. <laughs> oh, man, I appreciate you hanging out for a little bit and uh-huh. giving me a, a chance to let people get to know you. Uh, Rob and I, as I said, both work at the Joy FM. We also are two-thirds of the team that does the Finding Joy podcast, and I'll put a, a link in the show notes to that page on the website on thejoyfm.com. We've got some good stuff every other Thursday on the Finding Joy podcast that comes out. And Rob is doing, in addition to worship and and podcast, the news. You're technically like the news director Director for for the the Joy FM. Yes. And so you you head up news on... Florida, Georgia, and Alabama Joy FM stations in the mornings. Yes, I do. Yeah. So that's, that's it, it's been a blast doing doing that and getting back into that after, you know, taking the break when I first moved from doing traffic. At that point, I was really doing traffic and a little news, even sports, yeah. you know, to, to coming here and then getting back into the news part of it again. It's been yeah. a lot of fun. Very good. Well, Rob, thanks so much, man. I appreciate Thank it. Love you. you and uh, Love you too. We'll, uh, we'll, we'll keep talking. Yes. Thank you so much for allowing me to take a couple minutes out of your day today for Life with Jerry Williams. Hope you enjoyed that conversation with Rob Langer and got just a little bit of a feel of what a great guy he really is. He's just a tremendous friend, a tremendous co-worker. I will put a link in the show notes of this episode to the Finding Joy podcast page at thejoyfm.com, the website for the radio station where both Rob and I work. Rob and I, along with Benji Shepard, host the Finding Joy podcast that comes out every other Thursday. Coming up next week, another exciting episode of Life with Jerry Williams 
And again, COVID-19, I have no idea. I think I, I might just try to get another coworker in because they're the only people I'm able to see on a regular basis because everybody's, even though some of the restrictions are loosening up a little bit, everybody, a lot of people are still sheltering in place. Before I go, let me just remind you, ask you to please subscribe to the podcast. And if the platform you listen on allows it, give the podcast a five-star rating. That would be great. A review that will help other people find the podcast as well. Subscribe to it if you have uh, any suggestions or questions or would like to know anything. Maybe you've got an idea for topics, upcoming uh, episodes of the podcast. You can always send me an email podcast at jerrywilliamsmedia.com. And until next time, you have a, a great week. And thanks again for listening to Life with Jerry Williams. 